Hello, and welcome back to the MAV on campus. I'm your host, Hallie Mays, and we are going to start off with this week's news update. For our sports recap this week, the track team made it back from the Joe Meeker Classic Meet. Sophomore Enoch Kimbuta won the 5,000 meter with a new personal best. Right now, Northwest Tech track athletes hold high rankings of second, third, and fourth in the Division I national rankings in the 5,000-meter race. We are all really proud of them and wish them the best of luck in the next couple of weeks as they prepare to race in the Thunderbird Classic on April 23rd. For softball this past week, our Lady Mavericks split with Pratt Community College they loaded back up and are now in El Dorado, Kansas, competing against the Butler Grizzlies today on Thursday, April 14th. For student life this past week, we had the volleyball tournament where staff ended up claiming victory over the business program. Looking into the next week, it is time to get your paintball teams together and signed up by April 19th. Head over to the business office to pay your team's fee of $25 to Abby and be ready to compete on April 21st. Today has been Junior Day. We welcomed our service area high schools to Northwest Tech to tour our programs in campus. It has been a day full of excitement and energy as our students and staff got to meet our future Mavericks. For our interview of the week, I am excited to announce our Dean of Students, local city commissioner, and community advocate, Jason Showalter, onto the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm excited to hear your expertise in the city of Goodland as well as the college. Hey, I appreciate the invite, Hallie. I don't know about expertise. I don't know if that's the right word for it, but uh, I'm going to do my best to get through this interview and try to make you laugh as much as possible. <laughs> All right. Well, starting off, can you explain what your job is here at Northwest Tech? Well, I guess if I tried to explain what it exactly is that I do, I'd, you'd probably see me at least touch about every part of campus. Uh, as the dean of students, the main thing that I do is try to figure out ways to engage the campus community. So not only just with student life, but uh, events and community interactions um, a lot of times I'm the first uh, contact that a community member has if they're looking for students that they want to have volunteer for something or, you know, they want to have a program that's involved somehow and do something that I'm usually the first contact on that. Now, that's not all that I do. Uh, probably one of the, the crummiest parts of my job is I do student discipline. So, you know, every now and again, we have some some youth that definitely need help kind of finding the right path. And that's that's that was my specialty when I first got here. I came from law enforcement, so I think they tasked me with that because they felt like maybe I, um, you know, could work with that. So that was um, one of the first things that I started when I got here. So how long have you been here? So I started in 2014. I was in law enforcement for about 12 years prior to that. I uh, was at the sheriff's office here for a while and, uh, you know, worked uh, at Kansas State University for a little bit there doing special game day events for football and stuff like that. And then... Uh, had a buddy that was the dean of students before me. They were just getting ready to start the crime scene investigation program here, and he said, you know, I'd really like you to come consider uh, working here at, at the college. And at the time, um, 
you know, it was a better fit for me just because I, you know, wouldn't have to work nights, weekends, and holidays anymore. So it was, uh, it was a, it was a big change for me, but I think it worked out pretty well. Yeah. So then looking at what your day-to-day life is here, can you explain a little bit of giving us an insight what that's like? Well, so usually it starts off with, uh, you know, just trying to figure out different ways that we can engage the students. And it, and it starts, you know, with fun stuff. I try to, you know, put together volleyball tournaments or paintball tournaments. You know, it really just kind of depends on what time of the year it is, trying to figure out, you know, what students are involved in or what they want to be involved in. And, uh, you know, because we have such a high population of student athletes here, trying to figure out how that works with their sports schedules and, you know, trying to find stuff that's meaningful but uh, also kind of enhances the experience here. That's that's really what my day starts off like. And then, you know, just working in the general day-to-day, you know, kind of operations of the administration at the college, you know, work with the uh, other administrators to, you know, kind of work through the problems that crop up or trying to figure out ways that we can engage the community. I think that's one thing that I really appreciate about working here is that, you know, everybody is so on board with trying to figure out how we are constantly – uh, improving the relationship that the college has with the community. Would you be willing to share some of the examples of initiatives you've taken to engage the community with the college? Sure. So um, probably one of the most important things that we're working on right now is trying to figure out ways to have different properties in town that we could use for community service or community projects. You know, we've been working with the the Elks organization to try to purchase that building to try to create a kind of a community space where you know, people can continue to have weddings and get-togethers and things like that. Um, you know, kind of on the on the the minute level, the you know, down in the weeds a little bit. I think the biggest thing that we do is, you know, we have a, a a new person move to town. A lot of times, I'll get a phone call and they'll say, "Hey, you have four or five guys, or you know, whoever can come over and help me unload the moving truck, or you know, hey, I have a you know, have an elderly woman that can't afford to put in her new window. She's got a bot, but can't." can't afford to put them in, you know, we'll, we'll jump in on community service projects like that. And every time that we, you know, have a positive interaction with somebody in the community like that, it really changes, kind of changes the face of the college. In my opinion, when I started in 2014, I think we really, we were struggling with that. You know, it's, you know, I, I think people tend to remember bad things and then they, they, you know, unless they have a positive interaction again, they, they kind of remember that for a while. So, for us, trying to figure out a way to increase those positive contacts and positive touches with people in the community is, is something that, you know, we've been working on since I got here. And I think we're doing a, a fantastic job at it now. I think, you know, we did some strategic planning uh, when I first got here, and that was one of the things that we identified as, a, as an issue that we wanted to work on was our, you know, reputation in the community, how people viewed us. And uh, that's not something we talk about anymore because I feel like we've really turned the corner there. That's you know, that's an issue for us always, but it's not on the, the forefront kind of what we look at now. So on the more community side of things, there's a committee called Strategic Doing, and I know you are a member of that board. Could you share a little bit about what all that entails? Sure. So the Strategic Doing is a, uh, from the Sherman County Community Foundation, and basically it's a, a group of people from nonprofit organizations that get together and try to come up with ideas about how to move Goodland forward. What, uh, you know, what can we do? What projects do we need to work on um, to try and figure out, uh, you know, where we can spend uh, Dane Hansen dollars? And, uh, you know, a lot of good ideas have come out of strategic doing. I've only been 
recently involved in it, but I know one of the projects that, you know, kind of developed at these meetings was uh, the Topside Aquatic Center. You know, so we get these people together and they say, this is, this is something that I think we need. Let's figure out how we get there. What's that roadmap look like? You know, those, those people and the people that are involved in that, uh, you know, are really forward thinkers in the community. And, and I think those people know that we can't just kind of set, sit around and, and wait for life to pass us by. They know that we have to keep continuing to move forward and um, lots of good ideas come out of that. Uh, we've been working, my group particularly, on uh, trying to remodel the front of the Max Jones Fieldhouse and trying to come up with ideas for fundraising and how we can get that done. I know there's a group that's working on how do we, you know, address the child care issue in town? How do we, you know, address housing, you know, how do we address the housing crisis that we have going on right now? And that's uh, some of just some of the problems that, you know, we look for, they look for solutions. Given that we are in a rural community, can you enlighten us about some of the struggles that we face out here? So, you know, I'm glad that you asked that question because here just a few a few weeks ago, I was uh, able to do or work on a uh, interview for a documentary that the Kansas State University College of Education was doing, and I think one of the you know, one of the crises that hit small Western Kansas towns is that you know have you know kids from big cities or even kids from Goodland, you know, they go, they get their teaching degree, and then they don't come back to these small communities, and that. That's a struggle for the the school district, you know, try to to try and find good quality candidates that want to come from bigger cities and come out here and find value in small town living, but also working in a uh, a smaller school district. And so I was able to talk for a little bit about what it was like for me to grow up and in, in a town the size of Goodland and the things that I appreciate about living here. And you know, I I you know, it's kind of a joke, but I said, you know, I like living here because because I got a guy. And, the, and, and the, the interviewer said, what does that, what does that mean? I got a guy and I said, you know, I, if, if right now your tire blew out and it was eight o'clock at night, I could call somebody that worked at co-op or somebody that I know that worked at Kansas land and they would come down, they'd fix your tire through your back out. I got the cell phone number of the chiropractor. I can call them and they'll meet you down there and they'll get you set up. There is, there is not anybody in the community that, you know, I don't have contact with or know from somebody that knows somebody and that's the way everybody ends up after you've lived here for a while and after a while people start to look out for you and they you know it's just you know I sign all my emails protect the family but it really is family it's more more than just campus it's also Goodland and in Sherman County. Interesting so would you be willing to share some of those particular experiences you had growing up in a rural community yeah, that's a tough question, but I tell you what, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And it, you know, I, I went to school here and you know went to elementary school and high school, and then I ended up going to Manhattan. And I spent a couple of years at K State, a couple of years at Hayes, and you know, I came back here and you know started my family and my kids grew up here. And the thing that I appreciate the most is that I had opportunities here that I don't think I would have had if I had grown up someplace else. You know, you you look at you know going to a, a school system where, you know, if you're in, if your teacher knows your mom or knows your dad, and they're going to run into him at the grocery store, or they're going to see him at events in town, it's a little bit harder to sneak stuff by when you're in a small town than it is if you're going to Wichita Heights or someplace like that. It's it's not quite that easy. So you know, I kind of go back to you know everybody's family, and it's uh, uh, you know everybody takes care of everybody, and that's 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 something that I take away from my. Uh, 
know, my youth growing up here. Hmm. So what would piece, some pieces of advice um, would you be able to give to people who are looking to move rural? You know, I'd, I was able to give our, our uh, graduation speech for the high school here a couple of years ago. And one thing that I told them, and I think it's advice that I think kind of resonates is, you know, don't be afraid to go out and try new things. You go, you know, live in a big city and try it for a while, but never be afraid to come back home. And I think uh, the more people that realize that there are things here and a quality of life that you can't have anyplace else, I think the the more and more, uh, you know, we'll see our rural community start to thrive and come back. You know, they've been struggling for a long time, but, you know, you just can't, you can't live in a place um, like Goodland and not help, but, you know, be excited to wake up because, I don't have to, you know, lock my car door when I come to work and I can leave my screen door open at night. And those are things that you just can't have in a big city. Yeah. So kind of going back to the college side of things, you mentioned you played an instructor role for a little bit. Have you been able to maintain any of your relationships with students and been able to watch them grow in their career paths? Yeah, I have had contact with quite a bit of students that, uh, you know, I started uh, relationships with back when when they came here, and I've kind of followed them through their career. And, you know, I think every time I hire somebody and they say, you know, why is it that you work here? And I, you know, say, you know, it's it's great, and, you know, there's a lot of positives about it, but the one thing that's going to sell you is that first time that you get a text message or a phone call from a graduate from two years ago that says, you know, I don't think I could have done it without you. And, you know, I appreciate the, you know, the information that you gave me or the care that you put in. That is what makes it. So, you know, I had hired uh, Mary Baugh, our housing manager, and we were talking, you know, during the interview process. And, you know, I told her, I said, you know, just give it a couple of years. If you give it a couple of years, that's when you really find out why it is that you're going to like this job. Because when you have students that say, hey, Mary, you know, you cared about me when, you know, maybe I was alone and didn't have anybody else. That really is, that's why you work here, uh, is for the opportunity to affect people. Mm-hmm. And you've taken that outlook into the community. Can you share a little bit about what your experience has been? I know you serve as a city commissioner for the city of Goodland now. You know, uh, I, I've, I have an opportunity to, to do a lot of different community service projects and work in a lot of different organizations. And what I would say to people that are looking to come back to Goodland or come back to small towns is these places don't run unless people step up and take those leadership roles. And uh, one thing that, you know, President Shears always says is, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? And I think you really have to ask yourself, when you live in a small town, are you willing to step up into those leadership roles? Because it's not, Goodland's not going to run unless people are willing to step up and donate their time and do those things. All right. Well, is there anything else you would like to mention on the side of um, expansion of the college or your vision for the future? Well, you know, we have a lot of different things going on here uh, as far as, you know, program expansion. You know, we have the diesel building expansion that's getting ready to go on. You know, the partnership with Goodland Tech and the exciting things that uh, we have going on over there. I, you know, I, I am just excited to see where this college will go and the numbers that we can bring in and the things that we can do. Because the bigger we get, you know, the better Goodland does too. You know, everybody is so intertwined that if, you know, if we're doing poorly, then the community is going to struggle. But if we're doing good, I know the community will do good too. So, 
you know, I'm just excited to be a part of something that is really just beginning here. And I think there's a lot of good things in our future. Yeah, well, we all here at Northwest Technical College invite anyone to come and be a part of the story and be a part of that future vision of what the college is going to be. Thank you so much, Jason, for being willing to come on the podcast today. You're welcome, Hallie, anytime. Thank you guys for tuning in. This was the Mav on Campus. 